the teachings of Prophet Isa were innovating. Religious innovation crept in on the teachings until the religion became indistinguishable from other pagan religions which existed in the world. Instead of worshipping the God of Jesus, people worship Jesus as God. That's where they end up. Innovation took them to the point where instead of worshipping the God who Jesus worshipped, they began to worship Jesus as God. God incarnate, as they call it. A God having become a man. <coughs> that is the consequence of innovation in And that is why Prophet Muhammad was so severe in his warnings against innovation in religion. So many hadith. The Sahaba knew it. So they feared innovation. Even in some things that we might think, why would they fear it here? The collection of the Quran. Collection of the Quran. Into one text. When Omar al-Khattab suggested it to Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr's first response, ah, Innovation. This is what he did. With Omar talking with him, reasoning with him, showing him the Prophet and instructing people to write it down for what purpose? To preserve it. The amount of written materials was limited at that time, so different people wrote here, there, and everywhere. So to bring it all together, rewrite it up. One of our daily texts, this is the preservation, this is the completion of what the Prophet began. So they convinced him. Allah refers to the Quran, Dali and Kitabullah. This is the book in which there is no doubt. The book. So Allah calls it a book. So, okay. So that was the song. So when we come to the birthday of Muhammad and we look at the evidence, we find no evidence to establish the twelfth of Rabiul Awal as the date of birth of the Prophet. In fact, if you look at the statements of the historians, they have mentioned six or eight different Yeah, it's in.
Muslim and Muslims do. But it was individual. It didn't take on state character. Sufis, in one of the provinces in the area of Iran, Iraq, Iran, did it there. But it was it. In the case of the Shiites of Egypt, it was a national empire, it was the day of national celebration. And from there, the people rationalized it until it became the norm as it has become. So, the first hurdle
when we look at the evidences. Those who say, scholar so and so said, okay, didn't say anything. We say, what about the great Imams? Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Ali, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal.
So, the arguments of love fall flat. When you look at the practice of most of those who celebrate the prophets of Sundays, we don't see in their lives obedience to Rasulullah Sallallahu In fact, what we see is mass Mass So, arguments of love are weak arguments. The proper way to show love is to follow his way. Follow what he said. Follow what he did. He used to fast Mondays and Thursdays. Every Monday and Thursday, this was his practice. Fast Mondays and Thursdays. And when he was asked about fasting on Monday, he said, among the reasons why he fasted on Monday, and he gave a number of different reasons, but among those reasons he said, it was the day on which I was born. So how did he commemorate it? By fasting. How do people do it today? By everything but fasting. So if we really love him, we want to show our love and, you know, obedience, etc. Fast every Monday. Don't put it one day in here. So you can show me a real love of God.
is misguidance. We are misguiding people. So, we are entering into this month of your hour, and it is a month that reminds us of the importance of speaking to the Sultan. And that change will not take place in the Muslim Ummah until they go back to holding firm to the Quran and the Sunnah. This is the only way. As Imam Malik has said, that the latter part of the Ummah will not be rectified except by what rectified the first part. <coughs> what gave the first generation success? What corrected their affairs? Put them on the right path? That is the only way for us to achieve that success in later generations. And it's going back Yes. Yeah. 